Welcome to the New Regime Podcast, the Cleveland Browns podcast recorded immediately after every single game and now before games. Thank you for joining me. This is a New Regime Podcast. Find me on Facebook, on Twitter, at New Regime Pod. I'm excited that you're here. I can't believe you're listening. I gotta be honest. You guys, this season has totally fallen off the rails, but we're still here. We're still talking about it. Why? Because we love our Cleveland Browns. That's the way it is. We love our Cleveland Browns so much, and we don't really have much reason to, to be honest with you. When it comes to just the overall exterior of this team, when you look at our god-awful uniforms and our ownership, who's been absolutely terrible, hey, maybe this is reason for us to start complaining a little bit. No, I'm not going to do that. We're going to be positive about this because we love our football team, and there are plenty of reasons to be excited about this season. We're going to get into a lot of things today. We're going to talk about the Falcons. We're going to close the book on the Chiefs. We're going to compare our offenses and defenses. We're going to do player up, player down, three points for section three, four, six. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. Shut the front door. Okay, we got to close the door on the last game before we start talking about the Falcons. Closing the door on the Chiefs. Look, it was a tale of two different teams going in two different directions. One's a Super Bowl competitor, easily one of the best offenses I've ever seen in the Chiefs. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, the weapons they have, the speed they have. It just looked like two absolutely different organizations. It looked like a different sport. It did. I was wrong last week. I thought the Browns had a shot in this game. I thought the Browns would come out fired up with their new head coach, their new offensive coordinator. Um, Look, the Chiefs honestly could have scored every single time with the ball, it seemed. They didn't punt till the fourth quarter. This game was not even as close as the score was. Um, It just wasn't. The Chiefs were on a completely different level. Uh, It was easy. They ran the ball easily. They threw the ball easily. When you're getting first downs on third and 20, this is a team that's playing with you. Your team is a joke when somebody's getting a first down on third and 20. That's just how it is. That's just what is real right now. Uh, One thing I was right about Desmond Harrison not being the guy at left tackle that Hugh Jackson thought he was or anybody in the Cleveland media thought he was. Uh, this guy should definitely not be starting in an NFL franchise. Um, you know, you saw, you saw a replacement come in and and play much better. So hopefully that is a thing that stays because Harrison just wasn't cutting it. Um, you know, it's really easy to be negative about where we are in this season and where it's headed. Uh, you know that the coaching staff is going to be gone. I think we could all agree with that. I mean, you're your head coach is really not going to be your head coach. There's no way he'll be in consideration. Dorsey's going to want to pick his own guy. We are going to start a new regime at the end of this season. It's it's a start over, right? You have to. You have to start over. You have to let the GM pick his guy. And you're starting over from a cultural perspective. And you're going to have more talent change on this team. And you do need it to a certain extent, of course. Coaches are going to be gone. There's reason for positivity, though, in looking at this. Um, And we're going to talk about it throughout this podcast. But major thing is, I want to see Baker continue to grow, right? And I think he definitely made strides. Gotta give Kitchens credit for what he did in this last game. You have to. That's the only reason... Not the only reason, but the major reason I'm going to be watching the rest of the season. Um, 
I want to see Baker continue to develop. And clearly, the best quarterback in the draft. Clearly. Go and look at everybody else who was drafted this year at quarterback. Go and look and see who the best is. It's not even close. And some of those other guys have more talent on their team than Baker does. And they have better defenses. And they have better shots at winning games. Baker Mayfield is by far the best quarterback in this draft. So, hey, look, we can close the door on that particular conversation, too. Um, maybe that changes over the years, of course. You know, it's still very early in everybody's career, but so far, so good. I like Baker. Sometimes you'll go on Twitter and you'll see people complaining about his height and that he's not the guy and his arm strength isn't there. This guy has a great arm. Um, everybody who's seen him play agrees that he's got a great arm. He's smart. You know, he's obviously got to develop. Uh, he's obviously got to learn how to read defenses better. And by better, I mean faster. And, you know, he missed some throws in the last game. He did throw high uh, to Najoku at the end of the game. Um, he missed a slant early on in the game that was wide open. So there are definitely things that this guy needs to work on. And that's the reason why we play him now right? That's the reason. So he can continue to mature as a quarterback. Um, we can continue to enjoy watching Miles Garrett be Miles Garrett on what is now a wasted year of football for Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, it's not wasted because we are developing talent and this will serve us well next year, I believe. But how many years have we been saying, okay, this is finally the year that we're going to be competitive. And we are, while we're in these games, we, we keep losing them. So Competitive means winning football games occasionally, and a 2-6-1 and one record is not exactly what I would call a sparkling record um, when it comes to a football team. So, you know what? We do have talent, though, and that is that is the thing that is fun and interesting that we can care about is, okay, we have Miles, we have David Njoku, we have Jabril Peppers, we have, you know, some young guys on this team that are really going to show us what they're made out of the rest of the season. Nick Chubb. Um, to be fair, the offenses that we're going to go up against and the teams that we're going to go up against probably aren't as good as what we've seen out of the Chiefs and Chargers. But we do have another high-powered offense coming into town this week, right? And that's the Falcons. So we're going to have some trouble with them. Um, it's it's going to be a difficult game, but let's talk about and break down this game a bit. Oh, we missed the previews. Okay, so let's look at the Falcons um, and the Browns. Browns are 2-6-1. and one. Falcons are 4-4-3rd four and four and in the NFC South. Um, we're going to just talk about Falcons on the offensive side of the ball uh, and how they compare to the Browns. So Falcons total offense, 5. They're top 5 offense in the NFL. The Browns total defense, 30. Falcons rush offense, they're probably they probably don't even need to rush the ball. They're 28. Browns rush defense 29. Let's hopefully hopefully they stay away from the run. Falcons pass offense 2. Browns pass defense 27. Holy heck, our pass defense. What happened? Look at this defense. 30th, 29th and 27th. We're not good at anything on defense. And really, if we're talking about, you know, what's happened this year, a huge problem occurred and it was apparent that it was a problem as soon as our top, you know, defensive back started going down and, and our middle linebacker Schobert went down. Um, 
the run game, the run defense wasn't spectacular at any point in this season, but as soon as he got his injury, there's just no, there's no ability on the defense to stop the run, especially with our linebackers. And I, I, for whatever reason, I failed to believe that it's an athletic issue um, because Jamie Collins is a freak of nature and Kirksey isn't so bad either, but these guys just don't seem to ever be in the right place. They don't seem to be reading correctly. Um, it definitely seems to be between the ears for me. And I can't blame the players necessarily. Uh, you have to also look at the coaching staff. Um, they they haven't been great in any way, shape, or form on defense this year. So we've had a couple games where we were okay in the beginning of the season when we were completely healthy. But all NFL teams have injuries every single year, and they don't fall off to just being awful, right? And so I think that's a product of having a really young team still um, with young backups, no, you know, um, no cohesiveness there from year to year. You know, our veterans, we had a couple veterans go down, placed on injured reserve, and then you have your rookies, your really young guys, your undrafted free agent guys stepping in, and that makes it very difficult to be successful on defense or offense for that matter. Um, looking at the offense. So the Browns on offense, uh, total offense, 23, and they're actually up one from a week ago. And I do think that speaks to playing a weak defense from the Chiefs, who really doesn't even need to play. Do the Chiefs defense need to even play at this point, the way their offense is scoring touchdowns? What a tremendous relief it is to have that offense if you're the defense. It's like, oh, we only have to hold the other team to under 35 points. We should be able to win. It's amazing that they lost any games at all this year. Anyway, uh, Browns total offense, 23, and that they did look better last week. They looked a lot better last week. Things just looked more crisp. You didn't ask a lot of questions about how come they still can't run a screen pass, right? They actually executed several of them last week, and they didn't look stupid. And I think that one has to do with the play calling, two, the coaching, um, three, the left tackle who's not getting blown up and pushed into the backfield. Uh, those things do matter when it comes to screen passes and, you know, uh, looked better. And that's actually something that I'm very excited to watch this, the rest of the season is I don't think the Browns have it in their defense to win a lot of games the rest of this year. I could see them losing out. I really could. Uh, and I hate saying that because I've been Mr. Positivity up until this point. And we're going to see more about where they are this coming week and how good of a grasp this coaching staff has on these players still who know that the season is just about over for them um, when it comes to, you know, hopes for playoffs anyway. Uh, but I'm just excited to watch this offense play because if Baker Mayfield is going to continue to to develop, um, you know, he's got to work with Kitchens and he's got to, he's got to continue to just get better. And he definitely did, right? It was a huge step up from the previous weeks. And I'm excited to watch that for the rest of the season. The Browns rush offense. Look, Nick Chubb, also another exciting player to be watching. And at some point, I, I wonder if the Browns will give a shot to Corbett somewhere on the offensive line, just because you drafted a guy in the second round. Don't you want to see him play? Don't you want to get him a, some reps? You know, that's hard because 
you have a team that is struggling so much in so many different capacities. So as you rip players out and remove and replace players, it, it just makes it even more difficult. So I understand as to why you might not give him a shot. Um, but Nick Chubb, a lot of fun to watch in the last week. Uh, he showed some decent patience in certain scenarios and then good explosiveness. I thought that in the beginning of the season, he was a bit indecisive on several of his runs. And it seems like now, um, when he does have to pause behind the line and he's not able to just put his, put his foot in the ground and go, uh, he does make a quick decision after that pause. So he's not just sitting around dancing in the background. Um, you also, you know, want to see a little bit more of Duke Johnson from the handoff perspective, but look, uh, got the ball a lot of times last game, um, was looked at the most and targeted the most out of anybody, uh, who was catching the ball. Everybody knows that this is a guy that should be getting the ball or at least a threat to get the ball. He's a guy that will take attention, um, from the defense and, and that's exactly what you want, right? That's going to open things up for the rest of your offense. And why not have him be the focal point of your offense? He should be. He's a playmaker. Um, the Browns pass offense, you know, we've we've talked a lot about it already, but Baker's my guy, and I, I can't wait to continue to watch him. You know, he has that stupid mistake every game still. So uh, I've, I've always sort of looked at him with rose-colored glasses because he's been my guy from the start. Uh, but he has at least one bad mistake every game this season I think he's played. He's had some stupid passes, uh, ones that should have been picked off that weren't. You know, he's had a couple that should have been pick sixes. Uh, he did throw one pick six, but he probably should have two or three more. So you want to see him cut down on that um, and, and continue to, you know, uh, to be better. With, with reading defenses um, and reading, you know, uh, reading defenses pre-snap. So that's one of the things that I think Mahomes ha- Mahomes was groomed to do very well. And you saw it in the last game. It was pretty obvious that he, in a lot of cases, the guy didn't have to do too much reading post-snap. Um, sometimes it just looked so easy for him. I mean, he's throwing a good ball and they're playing with a whole lot of confidence, the Chiefs are. Uh, but in certain cases, just the schematically things were so easy and it's because those guys know their jobs very well. They have a lot of speed on offense and look, we're going up against another offense that has a lot of speed, has a high powered offense and our defense is just ravaged with injuries. So lots of things to worry about in this coming game. Things that scare me. Okay, the thing that scares me the most is, look, we got this team who is on the ropes, right? We fired Hugh Jackson. We fired Todd Haley. Um, we have a new head coach whose defense is ravaged by injuries, especially, um, you know, a linebacker in the secondary. Defensive line can't really do much either, um, not really showing that they're the same defensive line against the run that we saw last year. They have making strides, made strides against the pass. Miles um, Garrett is a real player, but you're missing a lot of players on that defense right now. Um, you're missing a lot of athleticism. You're missing heart. We saw that, you know, what Jamie Collins was doing in the last game. And and we've seen that in him a couple of times. Um, so you have this team where, uh, you're, you're at risk of just it getting really ugly in Cleveland this week when a team shows up and they're not playing hard, when a team doesn't show any heart, when a team doesn't show any effort, 
Um, that's the worst thing. That's what Cleveland hates the most because that's kind of what we pride ourselves off of in Cleveland. You know, it's just a city of heart. And when you watch guys dog it, it's the most frustrating thing to see as a fan in Cleveland, right? We're not a glorious city. Uh, we don't look at ourselves that way. And that's why we take pride in our city. And when our players don't play hard, that's the worst. And so that's the thing that scares me is these guys just saying they're just cashing it in, playing like it's the Pro Bowl, right? Not putting 70% effort in. And, you know, that's the thing that is the most terrifying on this team. And you want to see them step it up, uh, play with intensity, tackle hard, run hard, um, pretend that they enjoy this game, that they get to play for millions of dollars. So, um, Let's hopefully see these guys come out and put together a, a good effort this week. Player up, player down. Okay, I'm going to do a quick player up, player down, you know. Um, player up, lots of players up. You know, I think that's the, the thing that I'm desperately trying to do is keep things as positive as possible. Uh, Baker, player up, man. He, especially from the previous week, dude played much better, much more decisive. Uh, still some holes in his game, but, you know, a couple touchdowns, had the pick. Duke, player up, absolutely. Miles Garrett had another sack. Right, we still have guys that are playing hard, um, you know. And I thought Nick Chubb that was his best best week of running. I think we're going to see him run a lot more this week. So, uh, player down. I've already uh, torn down Jamie Collins a little too much already. Um, Kirksey, you know, he was playing hurt. So, uh, but he, sometimes he just doesn't look like he's ever in the right spot. Um, and now, you know, we're we're in a situation where we where we are going to be pretty shorthanded at linebacker. So, um, player down. It it could be you know several guys, but um, you know. Uh, the overall feel of our linebacking core has been pretty abysmal. Our run defense, the defensive line, um, you know, hasn't been fantastic either. And while I know most of our guys are really trying to get after the quarterback, uh, we had Ogba have show up a couple of weeks ago, but he hasn't been consistent either. And so I want to see those kinds of things. I want to see more consistency out of these guys who are making money should be at this point, you know, you're in year two or three, you should be showing up if you're a second round draft pick, right? So want to see more of that, more hustle out of our defense. Hey man, give me your pin number. Okay, it's time for three points from section 346 that come from my boy who sits in section 346 of First Energy Stadium. Uh, he's got a... Uh, Again, another book he sent me, <laughs> and the first one is, his first point was excitement that we didn't get destroyed. And I was like, man, we w definitely watched another game. Um, look, everyone, he says everyone came out happier in the end. No, we didn't. We lost. And that offense was playing with our defense. We absolutely got destroyed. Kansas City could have scored 70 on us. I swear it was because of a merciful Andy Reid that they didn't. Okay, no, it wasn't. But seriously, that game was terrible. Um, that offense is so much better than our defense. This game was never close. It was never, ever, ever close. It was an easy game for Kansas City. They were in, at no point in danger of losing the game. So I, I definitely wholeheartedly disagree with the idea that this wasn't a destroying kind of game. It really was. This game was a whooping. 
and um, it was easy. <laughs> I think they looked like they were practicing against their, you know, their third team. That's what it looked like to me when it came to their offense and our defense. Um, but look, uh, you know, the positivity there, I appreciate. Um, the overall uh, point that he's trying to make is this coming game. So he's trying to say, look, we got through that game. It's over. It's done. We're moving on. Key factor is, do we show improvement? Do we show heart? Um, and and that's stuff that you have to look for. I totally agree with this point. Um, key factor is, do we show improvement? Can we show improvement, especially knowing where the season is right now? How much does a culture that's been torn apart by removing your head coach affect these guys? Are they just going through the motions? This is a good point by him. I totally agree with this piece, uh, this part of his his point. His next one, um, why can't the Browns get an easy win? And he, he's, he makes good examples here, like the Dolphins over the Jets. Osweiler threw for over 100 yards and somehow got the W. Bears over the Bills basically blew out the Bills. Trubisky threw for 100 yards, right? So how come the Browns can't get a win like that? How come we never get an easy win? I think the easy answer to this is that, you know, we have a young team and culturally we're a mess still. Um, no, no real, when you take away the key leader of a football team, everybody's overthinking things now. And I don't know. I, I just, the reason, I don't think it has anything to do with luck. I think it has everything to do with the fact that you just have no stability in your in your organization whatsoever. And that starts with the ownership and it just kind of feeds down through the entire organization because we've seen so many former Browns players go to other teams and thrive. And so to me, the reason for this, the reason why we don't get any easy wins is because we're always starting new teams. We're always having to dig deep and find, you know, recycle an entire roster. So I guess the one piece of positivity is that at least Dorsey's hanging around. At least he's the guy that's staying. So my hope is that he's the guy that's keeping most of this roster and filling in bigger and better pieces next year and better depth. That's ultimately what I think most of us are hoping for, that we're not recycling entire roster, that there will be some cohesiveness. Um, so to me, the easy answer there is it's a young team. Um, young team, and you just cleaned house with a coaching staff. So your, coaching, your, your head coach to me is the number one guy who establishes culture. It's not your GM. I do think that when your ownership struggles, that does show up and it does feed down and it can poison the rest of your organization. But it all starts with the head coach. And when you've removed your head coach, it's kind of it's kind of over, man. Um, that's why you never or very rarely see interim head coaches hired on as, as the next head coach uh, because everybody just has associated that guy with the losing way, right? And he's the guy that just kind of came in because they had to tear everything down. Um, another good third point, um, how do our offensive line coaches and our special teams coordinators still have jobs? That's such a good question. How do these guys, how are they employed? How awful is this team consistently? Another block punt? How are you this bad? Our kicker? How does our kicker still have a job? It's insane how bad our special... This is the worst special teams I've seen on the Browns since they've been back, right? Isn't this the worst special teams we've ever had? 
It feels like it, man. This team is embarrassing when it comes to special teams. Honestly, I almost want them to hire a guy like Bill Cowher, a guy who came from the special teams organization who comes out to lead a team, who appreciates good offense and good defense, but just has a fire and a craziness to him like you'd have to have when you're a special teams coordinator. Because it's embarrassing how bad these guys are, and I don't see it getting fixed. Honestly, until a new coach comes in and brings in his new staff and hopefully establishes a new mentality. Um, hopefully, again, there's a little bit more cohesiveness on the player side. But, you know, usually your special teams guys are that end of the roster that are recycled uh, on a team that is losing, right? That at, at a minimum is going to be new players, right? And then we're going to have new starters, too. But, man, he, he hits the nail on the head with that point, right? Um, how are we this consistently bad and these guys still have jobs? I think the only reason they still have their jobs is because they've already fired so many coaches. They need somebody to coach this team. I think there's nobody else. And that's rather that's the reason why we're sticking with these jokers. Otherwise, they should have been chucked a long time ago. Miss Cleo. Okay, look, man, I want to think that maybe a rookie quarterback, the guy that's going to turn this whole thing around, Baker Mayfield is going to come out fired up, firing the ball, and Nick Chubb's going to run all over the place. We're going to win this game 39-38, but look, that's not going to happen. I've been wrong most of the games this year, so look, man, I'm banking on me just being wrong. Uh, I think the Falcons are just, they're still in, in, in it. They still have a shot, you know. Um, I think the Falcons are going to come out and, and their offense is going to do what it does against our, you know, shell of a defense. It's going to be 38-17. to um, Going to be a tough one for the Brownies this year. But look, we got to hang in there and watch our guys. We got to watch our guys develop. We got to watch them get better um, and grow as a team. And the, a lot of these guys are going to be on the team next year. Another thing, I want to thank you for listening. I'm going to miss the podcast this weekend. I'm not going to be doing a podcast this weekend and next week. So my post game and my preview of next week, not going to happen. Busiest week of my life this, uh, this coming week. So it's not happening, you guys. I love you. Thank you for listening. I will pick up with the post game the following week. Thank you for listening. Go Browns.